0: I see a lot of people that have been in corporate America, they have good experience that they want to now leverage and do something for themselves. So I see a lot of people in their 40s and their 50s, early 60s, ready to take things to the next step. You know, they're tired of putting all the 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week in for somebody else.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Who You Know Show podcast, Well, what you know is important, but who you know can make all the difference in your business, career, relationships and life. My name is Trevor Houston, and on this show, you'll learn the strategy, grit, and mindset it takes to overcome obstacles so you can level up in your career, recover your cash flow, and live the life of purpose that God intended for you. Don't forget to look at the mic drop moments timestamped in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to pay it forward, subscribe, and leave an honest review so we can improve. Thanks for listening. My name is Trevor Houston, and please enjoy this episode of the Who You Know Show. We got West Coast in the house. Lauren Grant, she is a senior franchise consultant who helps individuals that want to get into business ownership, but don't know where to start. Don't even know where to start at. You were with us a few weeks ago in Coach's Corner, yes. and we had five or six people who had just started up a franchise. It was crazy. It was like, crazy I, I couldn't that set day. that up myself, but yeah, you were there a yes. couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I work with a lot of individuals that are in transition, and so it's a great time to start looking at what your options are, because many times people are looking at get, taking the next corporate role, and sometimes it's a great opportunity to say, what else is out there for me? Maybe I want to build something that's mine.
1: Right. But franchise, it's not for everybody though, right? It's, tell me what are you looking for? Who would be a good fit for a franchise?
0: Business ownership, it, to your point, is not for everybody. It takes special skills, it takes an interest. usually people with good, strong business background, management, communication skills. You have to have a passion and a commitment to really want to build something and take it to the other side because it does take a lot of hard work. Typically, when I work with clients, I'll have them take an assessment, really identify and have candid conversations. Is it good for you? Is it a good match? Is timing right? So there are a lot of criteria to identify a front. And it's a lot better to know up front, is business ownership right? But going through that exploration, especially now while you're in transition, can be helpful because you can either rule it in or rule it out as being a fit for you.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like a lease. I was explaining to this, like leasing cars. It's like, I mean, it's the same as buying, but you just have another option at the end. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. have another option. I'm from the car business. Yeah, man. that's how Brian explained it to me.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like that. You're financing <laughs> half of it. But anyway. Okay. So they take the assessment and that gives them an understanding. Do they find out the results right then and there? Is it like, hey, based off of this these questions, we think you're a good fit? Or is it like, hey, from here schedule a consultation we'll go over the results do i get a big x that says like you're not a fit get out of here don't talk to me or what <laughs> how does that work
0: yeah so the first step is taking the personal franchise assessment it takes about 15 20 minutes and then from there i'll usually schedule about a 15 20 minute call really go through it with them learn about them ask them a lot of detailed questions and see if timing is right see if it's a good fit for them and then if that's good We'll then schedule another call, and I'll build out a business model for them. Takes about an hour and a half to two hours where I dive in deep, ask them right. a lot of questions. And then from that business model, I'll identify franchises where people like them are top performers and then connect them with those companies.
1: Got it.
2: So is it everything from blue-collar, like getting your hands dirty type businesses to... McDonald's? White-collar, like CPA firms or IT consulting
1: yeah. businesses McDonald's. or... Yeah. McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's. It's true,
0: because yeah. to your point, most people are familiar with the restaurant and the retail yeah, type space. that's what I space. think of. Oh.
1: When I think the of franchise, a franchise, yeah. I'm like, McDonald's. <laughs> what? I want to own like 10 of those. That's what I but think But there's of. a
0: lot in service-based, home-based, professional industries. There's over uh-huh. 3,800 franchises in about 90 different industries. So depending on your skill sets and your interests and your goals, What's the right fit for one person isn't necessarily the right fit for somebody else. So it's <laughs> franchising is fun. It's, I consider myself a franchise matchmaker. Yeah. There I, you go. I love
2: them. that. Do people get financing or are they like liquidating their life savings or what do you see typically? It's a
0: pretty good fit. It's one of the things that I work with my clients is really seeing what's a financial, financially good investment level for them. And we get into those candid conversations because just as the business has to be a good fit, the financial game plan. Because you've got to be able to handle the ramp up.
1: Is there like a, a well, there you go. Is there like a minimum, like threshold? Like I got to have a million dollars to get into a business or is there like, talk to me about that. Like who would not be the fit? Like if I, if I don't have at least X amount, I need to not even consider this.
0: Yeah. I would say initial, you know, on the lower end might be on that 60 to $90,000 range. There's others between 100 to 150. 150 oh, so up. that's so. yeah,
1: that's reasonable. Oh, that's like a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a ton yeah. of people could get into that.
2: Yeah, because I think back to the McDonald's analogy, right? I think people hear franchise, and they're like, oh, I need a dollars dollars, five hundred thousand. Yeah, no, I
1: think it's a million bucks to get a uh, McDonald's. Oh,
2: yeah, liquid net worth. Liquid, for a McDonald's. Yeah. So
1: that's what I'm saying. Like when I One think nine of nine it nine. too, and so that's <laughs> where I'm. I love this conversation because I have no idea. Yeah, sixty to ninety thousand on the low end, right? Yeah. That's a lot of people out there could potentially be, as far as the financial resources go. there's
0: different funding options and things like that. So you could put a third in and then fund the remainder, two thirds and things like that. But there are different options out there that I get into with clients. What if
1: you're not like good, okay, so you're creating your own business or not your own, you're starting a franchise. Do you have to be like someone that's good at sales or entrepreneurial mindset or because it's a franchise, these companies already pretty much have it mapped out. You just need to step in that role and take over.
0: Uh, So each franchise has different criteria of what they need the owners to do as an owner. So there's some businesses that need the owner to be in a sales type role, others more operations or management or financing type background. So it really depends on the individual business. Got it. So you want it to be a good fit for your skill sets. Because if you hate sales, you don't want to pick a business model that's going to need you in a sales role.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense.
0: You want to enjoy the activities that you're putting into your business and leverage your strengths that you've developed over your career.
1: Who was it, Mark, that was uh, somebody recently was going to do like a closet business, like a custom closet business? Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was um, Glenn.
1: Yeah, 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 Yeah. yeah, Glenn. Yeah, so we worked with somebody that they were going to set it up. And they went through a whole long process, and it was like figuring out what was right and what was wrong. And they asked a lot of questions, and they even were asking questions to other franchise owners. And during that process, those franchise owners were trying to sell them their franchise. So that was a red flag. That wasn't the right franchise for them because the other owners were trying to get out. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And see, those candid conversations are a huge part of the process. And one of the things, because you'll learn the good, the bad, the ugly about getting involved in a specific business by talking to current owners because they don't Mm -hmm. hold back. They will share with you all the details of what it takes to be successful, where the challenges are, where the strengths are, what the community energy is, what the culture is, what it takes to be successful, what to stay away from. So you learn a lot by having those conversations, and you'll know if it's a good fit or not for you by having those talks.
2: Now, you're in California. We have viewers all over, international, but certainly east to west coast, right? Mm -hmm. What areas do you see? Are people starting franchises in small-town mid-America, or... Is it really like the metropolitan areas? Or? I see
0: a pretty good mix. It, each franchise will know what areas they'll do best and they'll know the right. demographics that they need to be successful. So maybe they're looking for a certain population. Maybe they're looking for seniors or kids or number of households or businesses. So they'll have a target hit list of where they're trying to open and they will have done their research. So if they don't think it's a good fit, they'll let you know. Okay. The worst cool. thing that a franchisor could do, it bring someone on that they don't think is going to be successful in the system. Because no one's ever going to remember if me or you closed a business, but they are going to know XYZ closed a business. And those closers are right in their FDD, in their franchise disclosure document.
1: Uh, so like what? It... An FDD? Is that what it's called? Franchise FDD. disclosure document. The FDD. FDD. The, FDD. The, FDD. the FDD. you know about me? You done with FDD? <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I knew that. that was you done. know me? <laughs> I, that was
2: I didn't know what FDD was. I do now. I learn something every day. Like Trevor said, we had just a ton of people like starting businesses, Franchises or their own concepts. I think that. Do you find that it's job seekers that are doing this, or what kind of people are you finding are actually taking the plunge?
0: I work with a lot of people that are in transition because Trans- it's okay. that time in their life when they're open to it. They're rethinking their career. They're rethinking their direction. that be open to it. Is go wide first. Look at your all your different options because while you're peeking your head up and saying what's out there for me, mm. it's a good time to go through that exploration because once you get started with work, you get going and you forget about these things. A lot of times people will look at semi-absentee businesses. Like, I'll work with a lot of people that want to take their next role and build a semi-absentee business where they're putting about 10, 15 hours a weekend and leverage their next corporate position. Mm. And then this way, if they're in an environment that's changing every couple of years, they have a soft landing. They've got something built up.
1: Barron, are you seeing generations more prevalent than others? Maybe the baby boomer is more, Gen X, or millennial? Millennials ain't got no money. Look, we ain't got no money.
2: Come on. I'm interested to hear generationally who it is. But before you go into that, I just want to put this out there. If you are looking and you do want to talk to Lauren, like right now might be the perfect time because as this next round of stimulus gets introduced, Ah. there may be some definite seed money out there for you to just take the plunge and jump in. You might be able to fund your business, your franchise. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of people that have been in corporate America, they have good experience that they want to now leverage and do something for themselves. So I see a lot of people in their 40s and their 50s, early 60s, uh-huh. age bracket, um, ready to take things to the next step. They, right. They're, you know, they're tired of putting all the 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week in for somebody else. And Duh. now they realize if I put all that time in, i sh- something for myself.
1: Look, I did that. Okay. I did 70 hours a week in the auto industry. I put it in. Okay. And I made the money for it. I was a top producer and I made my money. But working for the man. All right. Working for somebody else. And when I left, did he didn't I, even know what to do with his Saturday off. Oh my gosh.
2: He had it was for like the first Saturday off in years. And he was like, I don't, I don't even know, know what, what to, to do, do with
1: my hands. <laughs> I literally, I remember that day. I was like, dude, it's a Saturday and I'm off. I'm like, <laughs> I feel weird. I got two days off in a row.
0: What? <laughs> Saturday, Sunday? What? I, it's yeah. weird.
1: But, um, but yeah, to be able to Look, I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna throw this out there y'all for the audience, corporate America is broken. You're gonna work for somebody else. You're gonna climb up that corporate ladder and you're gonna get to the top and you're like, oh, I made it. And you're gonna grind your whole way up. And then right when you get to the top you get that nice cushy salary, they're gonna give you the ax. They're just gonna chop you. And we just saw this happen. All these (laughs) furloughs, all this COVID and everything. And guess what? They're cutting people up and it's the top they're cutting. So you're going to work your way all the way up, put in all that equity and then start from the bottom all over again. All right. How many of you can relate? I want y'all to tell me if you can relate to that.
2: I had somebody who is in our network and we were talking about how we can help them and they were like, oh, I had a friend and he had a job, but it was like entry level and he said, well, you're just going to have to start there and work your way back up. And it's like, no. But 50 putt, years old? No, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that. That's yeah. crazy. man, what a great opportunity. Yeah,.
0: Yeah a lot of times people will look at businesses where they can manage a manager and they have yeah. someone in there running the day-to-day operations for them. Maybe they're putting in 10, 15, 20 hours a week into the business until so it's a long-term strategy to bring additional revenue stream into the household immediately and then also long- term. Other people, I have a client, she she started when she was 60. When her game plan was to run the business for five years, get it income to a certain level, and then sell it. And then uh, that was her going to be retirement. Okay. There you, you
2: know? go. Ah. So cut, that,
1: get it, work it, yep. and then sell it. Is that happening quite often?
2: That's the exit strategy? Is so I'll see sell. some
0: want to sell, want to build up and sell. And then others want to keep it long term, keep it as a cash flow, cash into, the flow. House, into the household. Sometimes people will want to pass it on to their kids, legacy environment, and they'll want to pass it on to family members. But to your point, a lot of people just feel like there has to be another way and I'm putting all my eggs in someone else's you know, decision making. Yeah. There's because...
1: gonna be a massive wave. It's actually, I'm not saying there's gonna be, it's already happened, okay? The business owner, entrepreneurship route that people are taking right now, people are realizing the fact that corporate America is broken, okay? There is no more 25, it's 30 expensive. years at a company, <laughs> gold watch and a pension yeah. that those days are gone And so people are waking up and they're going, shoot, wait a minute, I can start a business with my cell phone and I can make all this kind of money and work for myself. I'll put in those 50, 60, 70 hour weeks for myself. Yeah. if I'm going to rebuild or start over, like I want to, I want it to be mine. Yeah. I
0: have a client. That's exactly what his story was. When I met him, he initially didn't know that he was interested. He said, Lauren, I'll play along. So he went through the process. And at the time he decided to move forward, he had two job offers on the table, and he decided to move forward with his business. Ooh. And I asked him yeah. why. Calming. And he said he did not want something someone could take away from him. He had built up his territory twice before, merger acquisition happened, his territory got cut in half, lost product line, whatever it was, but he was not able to continue. So he figured, if I'm going to go through all this work, I'd rather sacrifice on the front end the, the base salary, build something that's mine, oh, and yeah, no one that's could ever it. take it.
1: Uh, I did that. I did exactly that when I left the auto industry. I knew I was going to go backwards yeah, go to, to go forward. And now I have way far surpassed anything I was ever making in the auto industry. But I had to go backwards first.
2: If yeah. it's yours, it's a
1: different game. You wake up every morning, you're excited about it. And honestly, it doesn't matter the salary difference. Yeah, You'll enjoy a different part of life that wasn't salary directed. And you'll enjoy it more, I'll tell you. No, you're right. Because I'll tell you what, like working, let's say, and I did this a lot, a 15-hour day in the auto industry. Oh, yeah. On your feet, too. 15-hour day there. But I still do 15-hour days now, but I don't feel like it. It doesn't feel like, yeah, I didn't know. Because I'm the one that says when I can start and stop, I'm in control of the whole process. So there's no one that says you have to be here at this time. You have to stay here. You, Mm -hmm. You can only leave. None of that, I remember Saturdays in the auto industry where literally you couldn't leave for lunch. You did a 15 hour day, but you could not leave for lunch. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm putting in the grind, but I'm, and I'm not in control. That sucks. That's a double whammy. Okay. So where do people go? Where do people go to, to connect with uh, the Franchise Connectors and all that?
0: So the first step is I have them take an assessment. My website is thefranchiseconnectors.com. And if they click a link to take the personal franchise assessment, They can fill it out right there, and then I'll schedule a follow-up call with them to go through their findings and discuss options with them.
1: Awesome. Awesome. We really appreciate you coming all the way from California and coming to spend some time with us. Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen, and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show it's all about. Who you know?